Welcome to today's episode number 14 of We Were Just Thinking. I'm Shaylin. And I'm Elena. And we're here to rant, be better, tell you what we're into, think, show gratitude, and send you off with a thought to ponder. Thanks for listening wherever you found us, and we're glad to have you with us today. Please share us with your friends so we can keep growing. And pardon our chewing, we were just digesting a beautiful cake pop from Starbucks. <laughs> Not sorry at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have pressed record a little too soon. <laughs> Without warning, Melina. All right. <laughs> the rant's mostly mine today. I'm ready. So, excuses. I'm a planner and I rely on routines a lot, as well as, like, seriously laid plans. I do understand when things pop up and people can't make it or there's an emergency because that's just a given. But that's very reasonable and it happens to us all at some point, like flat tires, car wrecks, sick, blah, 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 you name it. The excuses I struggle with are, for example, like meetings in the same building and why people can't arrive on time. Especially if it's multiple people in a meeting. Oh my gosh. Like if you're wasting four people's time who are all very busy, like rude. Yeah. Um, and the excuses that are really just excuses, honestly, I'd rather you just come in and say nothing about it or say thanks for waiting on me or something you know like don't we don't need to waste more time talking about while you're late yes so um I, I feel like too I have this innate problem with if I'm late to something I don't want people to hold up for me right you know I feel like you, I just have to catch up with them kind of thing yes you know? but I feel like we spend a lot of time waiting for people to show up and then we get up. Which we should not Time. Do. Right. Completely. And then, you know, we have a timekeeper in our meetings and then they'll say, okay, we're out of time for this. And I'm like, well, we haven't even talked about it yet because, you know, like you can't start the timer until we actually talk about it. I was just going to say, that's a timekeeper responsibility right uh, there. And I don't know that I've had very many people who are able to keep time well in meetings. So those excuses also pop up, you know, when I'm overwhelmed or I have too much scheduled and there's just some weeks... There's literally an obligation each night of the week, and I cancel things in advance to avoid feeling like I know how I would feel if I did them all. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say advance, I don't mean like the night before. I mean like if I happen to look at the calendar and there's a lot more work obligations than I previously thought, then I go ahead and like Sunday night, hey, I can't come Thursday because I, I'm only doing what I have to do on those types of nights. Yeah. So, but lately I've been crushing excuses regarding running and getting out there. So I definitely want to work on this in all areas of my life. Just to instead say it's of, not exactly a weakness. Yeah. <laughs> instead of saying, well, <laughs> thank you. But you know, like I don't want to say I'm sorry for not doing things. And I feel like if you, you know, cancel in advance or reschedule, which is always really what I try to do is reschedule instead of cancel, um, that you know, let's just own it and turn it into thank you for waiting for me. Or instead of I'm sorry I was late, just say thanks for waiting on me. Or instead yeah. of saying I'm sorry I had to cancel, I want to start saying, you know, thanks for agreeing to meet up at a different time. Like, I want to be appreciative of the people who are also being flexible. And I don't yeah. want it to be like such a negative connotation when things pop up because it's totally normal. That makes sense. And I feel like as much as I preach do less, do less, do less, do less better, that, you know, saying I'm sorry for allowing myself to do that is not really aligned, you know? Yeah, I will say there are times when a sorry has made me, like, feel better from a person. 
Totally. So, and if, if it's like a last ditch, hey, I can't come, then that deserves a sorry, you know? But a week before for rescheduling, and I'm talking about things like coffee or dinner. Not like, hey, I stood you up for a concert or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think, I used, I used to have a friend that, like, I really think genuinely just struggled to be on time for things. Like, was right. always late. Everyone joked about it. And she had been late, like, two times in a row. One time it was, like, very late. And with her, I was, you know, when she said sorry, like, I wanted to hear sorry from her. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, too, if it's a chronic problem, like, I know this sounds really severe, but I'm just not really sure I could be friends with someone like that. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking I know as I was saying really it, bad. Like, like, we did sort of stop hanging out because it got to be just stupid. Well, yeah, like, if I can never count on you, like, again, well, and not I th- for coffee. I think like, it's more like maybe she didn't really want to go to this stuff and was feeling obligated to say yes, which I feel like is pretty immature. Like, if you don't want to go to things, like, right. just say no. And that goes back to the people that we talked about, you know, in podcasts before, episodes mm-hmm. before, that, you know, you have to grow into the comfort of saying no. Like, yes. no has to be a full sentence. You I know, think she it struggled with that. I was a lot younger. Right, yeah, yeah. And me. I think a lot of that comes with all those things, for, for sure. sure. Um, and um, it's important that, you know, we all know that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you have to um, get comfortable in saying no. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's just easy right off the bat. Right. And it's definitely, like, important to, um, you know... <sighs> I think it's important to realize that saying no is a kindness. It's like you wouldn't lead somebody on because you're afraid to say no. And you wouldn't, like, if you don't want to be friends with somebody, just, like, there, I feel like there's a way to do that gracefully. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this even trickles over to do. into dating. Yeah. Like, the whole ghosting thing, you know? Like, I think that's so rude. I, like, create the love on Instagram. Mark Groves, he always posts these, like, really deep things. And he posted something one day that said, um, if someone ghosts you, they saved you the drama of figuring out why it was you. And I think, you know, of course, when you get ghosted, you never think of that. (laughs) You never think from that angle, you know. But they do. They kind of give you the easy way out of knowing that they were not right for you. (laughs) Oh, yes, for sure. But you don't think of it like that. But at the same time, it's just like, why waste your time? I think people are crazy. Like, I think because it's so convenient to text and, like, use all these apps that people will, like, drunk reach out and, you know, (laughs) just, like, these just stupid things. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you're an adult that's prepared to be dating, you should also be prepared to say, like, I'm not really feeling it. This like, isn't gonna work out. Like, yeah, if you can, if you can reach out, you can say something basic to say no. And like, if all you've done is message and you haven't even met, there's really nothing to like, yeah, lose if you say no. You know, just there is something to lose. I think as far as your dignity, right? If you ghost people. Like, I think that's rude. The only, I I will admit that I have when I've tried to explain and like someone's just like not taking no for an answer that I'll like stop responding because I've already said what I needed to say and they are like and that's fair but I mean you if you've still tried wanna... to be transparent yes. yeah I get it but overall also I feel like sometimes people are addicted to like the next high and I think some people just really get a buzz off interacting with new people all the time mm-hmm. and I think when you're casually like communicating like that um, especially online and things like that it can definitely get like that you know, it's easy because there's no accountability through that type of platform. Mm-hmm. But in person and people that you already have established friendships or relationships with, 
if people are constantly backing out on you and not saying they're sorry or trying to reschedule or anything to show you that they're trying to work with you, I feel like that's just kind of a boundary for me. That makes sense. You know? Well, my rant this week is anxiety. Uh, mine was, like, really under wraps for a long time, maybe even years. But recently it was, like, just coming on me out of nowhere. And I get really tired of dealing with mental health. It makes me feel a little bit, like, beat up, even when life is good. It's, like, um, frustrating. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. And I wish anxiety did not exist. Physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting. Yeah, it's like you're sick all the time, almost. Because you never know when it's going to come. You can't really, like... You can manage it, but sometimes you can't. Right. And it's it's annoying how sudden it is. I think that's what I'm so irritated about, that it'll just, like, come over me when I've been doing really well. And then I've been doing a lot of things to prevent it, and it's still, like... I'm going to take you for a ride now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I feel like the most challenge... I mean, I think everybody has anxiety to some point. And and maybe it's not debilitating, you know, for everyone. But at the same time, I do feel that you... We all have known triggers that make us feel anxious. The, The part that I find frustrating is when something that you really, even yourself, don't think is a big deal pops out and takes over you. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. And it's like you're cognizant of saying, like, this is not something to be worked up about it. But at the same time in your body, you're just like, ah! You know, I, I don't know oh, what yes. to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. And, and that's just kind of scary because you think, this is not something that would normally trigger me. But then at the same time, you're totally freaked out. Well, it's your body. That's the thing that's so annoying. It's like, in my brain, it's something that doesn't even bother me at all. And I clearly deal with much harder things much more calmly. But when your body goes into that fight or flight response, it's like I can feel like I'm about to get in a car accident if I dropped something, like dropped my phone charger. Like, that's stupid. That's my body's systems being Well, did it miswired. fall under your foot? No. <laughs> like, you, like, something at that small will right. we'll, we'll just, it's like... I don't know. It's just clearly some brain miswiring. It's not, like, my ability to talk myself out of it. It's, like, obvious that this is not what I'm, you know, (laughs) like, I'm not that upset about dropping my spoon before I put it into my dinner, you know, like, okay. Yeah. Because it's not even, like, my brain is stewing on it. It's, like, I'm just physically uh, uh, uncomfortable, so. Screw anxiety. Screw anxiety. That's my rant. Middle finger to anxiety. Yes. Um, Also, I was reading this statistic, and I'll have to find it again to be able to link it, but it was something like women are like 85% more likely to be anxious than men. And I think the the sample of the study was mothers, which I can see, you know, like mother hens type stuff. But I was like, whoa, it's that intense? Like, that makes sense because I feel like most of the men I know are pretty chill compared to most of the women I know. But that was a high number. Are you sure it's like that they don't report it? Uh, Probably. I mean, there's always that. And and plus, this was like a self-report study. So, yeah, there's who knows if there's any validity to it. But that was still the overall thing. It's interesting to me. It makes me wonder, too, about like... (laughs) 
the condition of our world still, like what it's like for women to be out in public in the workforce and like why maybe we're more anxious. Oh Sometimes yeah. Sometimes we have damn good reasons. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I feel I feel like you're right. Like men probably don't um acknowledge we're gonna take care of it. <laughs> get it diagnosed or talk about it as much. So they probably would be less likely to report it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um uh, so something that might be better, Shailene's been talking about running and she's killing it. Uh, something I'm <laughs> I talking I'm about it, but... doing better. It, well, at least you're showing up, like you know. Uh, but if you have a tendency to neglect your budget, like I do, revisit <laughs> it. It's amazing how much better I felt getting it done and how little work it really was. And I'm so much more peaceful just knowing where it's going. It's like it's not like I'm any. Uh, <laughs> less broke now that I looked at it but I feel better like it's one of those things that you think is like a pain in but it's not it's like meal prepping you're like oh it's annoying to do but then the whole rest of your week you're so thankful yeah that's how the budget is for me it's like okay it's not really that bad well and we've talked about budgeting before I love every dollar app I you know I like the cash system you know whatever I don't have a local bank so I feel like I get struggled with the cash system because I'm like, I'm not paying three damn dollars every time. I'll make this (laughs) explicit as well. Oh, I've already said some. Okay. We should just assume it is. I think it is all explicit. If this is your first time listening to us, we do not let them fly very often, but you know, if it's appropriate, it gets plugged in Me a little more than... I feel like I am successful using those things, but I don't want to pay the fee at the ATM. And also... I know this sounds really old school because I have a beautiful spreadsheet and I have all these things and these apps and blah, blah, blah. And I see all these Instagram budget apps and I'm like, yeah, I like that. I should go try it. But truthfully, when I keep it on paper, it is real. Like when I have to go in and pull up, I have this budget book that my friend gave me for my birthday. It's from that, um, what's the calendar lady? The The teacher planner. planner. Oh, Erin Condren. Erin Condren. She has a little budget book and I I really Mm -hmm. like the flow of it. My friend gave it to me for my birthday and it has like a monthly thing, you know, and there's a spending summary and it's almost like balancing a checkbook for those of you who even know what that is. Um, hopefully (laughs) everyone listening feels old enough to know about a checkbook register. But I'm really bad. I'm the only one that uses my checking account, so I'm always like, oh, I'm on top of it. I don't need to write that down. And then I look, and I'm like, whoa, where'd all my money go? (laughs) But I really like this book because when you have to go home after, like, a day of spending or whatever, and you pull up your online banking app, and then you get out your book, and you have to write down, like, 20 transactions in one day, (laughs) you're like, okay, Shaylin, like, tap the brakes, man, you know, like, this is crazy, Um, but yeah, there's something just about just on paper, and you obviously do whatever works for you, but I feel like paper feels real, and then you can go back and look at that physical transcript, whereas I feel like when I go back and look at my online banking. I don't take it as seriously. I don't know. So definitely something to try. It's a great little planner. Obviously you could use whatever you wanted, but this is designed for budgeting and, you know, keeping up with your bills and stuff. So you wouldn't have to do as much. uh... Hers are really nice. Yeah. I've never had one of her teacher planners because I'm not really into that kind of thing, but this is just a real slim book and um, it's, you know, got all the months. It's a little paperback thing and it's super easy to use so yeah a mutual friend of ours was talking about how she doesn't like auto draft bills for that reason that she feels like when she gets the bill and like writes the check it makes her oh I can see that more I really tried to cut down on my paper use so that's I I do auto whatever 
But I also, since I only get paid once a month, I always just like pay everything right when I get paid, go ahead and put my savings into savings. And then I know this is how much I have to budget in all my categories. So then mm -hmm. it just kind of makes it easier, but yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so something I'm into this week is super week. <laughs> cheery, uh, felt ball garland. There is this artist on Etsy called Cherry Sprinkles. Cherry Sprinkles. And her garland is so cute. Uh, I have some pom-pom garland that I really like, but it's like yarn and kind of tassely, and these felt balls are <laughs> cute. Do you want me to say it again? <laughs> felt balls. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, but look at her. She's where, cute. Do you get it? Okay, so you said Cherry, cherry sprinkles, sprinkles and Etsy. I just repeated that. I already knew that. She's and on Instagram too. I love Etsy. I could really drop a whole paycheck on an Etsy. And if you are someone who's like, what's Etsy? Um, definitely check it out because, well, use your budget book and then go check it out. But um, it's, you know, yeah, real stuff made by real people that are small businesses. Yeah, that way. Or like at craft shows. I do think stuff. some big businesses are creeping in um, to take advantage, but you know, just try to tell. find someone who's doing their own thing. Like, um, it's really cool and you get a lot of quality stuff. I've never actually ordered anything that turned out to be junk. So, Same. and they always write you sweet notes and like give you a little sticker, like something extra. Always, yeah. That makes you feel like you're supporting somebody. Uh, so we were just thinking this week is, well, me, I've been thinking about how people parent. Um, <laughs> because I work with children a lot, either babysitting, uh, I teach preschool this year, and then also I have friends, a lot of friends with kids, um, and it's just so interesting to me. I don't know, maybe it's so interesting to me because I don't have children, but um, it's so varied how people approach parenting, and it's so interesting how seriously people take like parenting decisions, but then it's like, they haven't really thought about it that much. Does well, that and make... how some people don't. Well, but even when they don't, like, they still have a really strong opinion about it, even if they haven't really thought about it. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of, like, any kind of philosophy or religious thing. It's like people have this super firm stance about something, and then if you ask them two questions about it, they clearly have never even... Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like being a teacher and not having a pedagogy that you follow. Yes. It's like parents are like, well, I found this in this magazine, or this is what I did with my first kid, or whatever. And I mean, we all fly by the seat of our pants sometimes, and I don't have kids either. But it's just kind of interesting to me, like you said. It's like, where did you get this information? To be so, like, to, like, make that a battle with a kid. Oh, yeah. And like, I think that is because we teach school all day. Like, I have too many kids in front of me at all times to die at every battle like yeah. I'm gonna pick and choose <laughs> and like I think because we're forced into thinking about every decision because like you have to think about what you're doing yeah in the classroom maybe that's why it makes me realize how much people clearly aren't thinking about it like do you really care like what outfit they wear no let your kid dress themselves let them do pack them really up their own care? lunches like yeah it's increase like, independence yeah or like please if their hair looks cute like I beg you Oh my gosh, like, no, make them wash their own hands. <laughs> I know. And honestly, I can speak from a teacher's perspective. And I know a lot of parents are scared to, like, send their kids to school looking crazy. Um, but I don't care about that. No one does. As long as my kids are, like, taken care of, you know, and, like, fed and they're clothed appropriately. And I know that there's no, like, obvious, you know, neglect type abuse system or situation, I mean. Which there would have to be. 
huge amount of huge, documentable yes. evidence before I would ever even but consider it. But if one it. of my kids comes in with wild hair and a funky outfit, I'm like, go girl or go dude. You got yourself ready this morning. Not to mention, <laughs> I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of times the is iffy to bring up but however I feel like sometimes the parents who are very into their kids outfits looking cute also don't don't care about homework but they don't let their kids do enough stuff on their own like oh yeah that is a major problem when you don't teach your kid to do things themselves that they are developmentally able to do you are harming them it is not just that it makes my life harder it is that that's bad for them like it's not me just being like I don't want to do all these things for them no that's not it at all Sometimes it is much harder for me to teach them to do things. Yeah, and for all the parents out there, I always say this at parent-teacher conferences, and I feel like over the years, several parents have kind of breathed a sigh of relief when I tell them, I'm like, make it easier for you. You've got three kids and two parents, or maybe one parent and five kids. Like, make them more independent so you aren't so ragged. Like, you're not running yourself silly all the time. And it's amazing. I've had parents over the years, I know you have too, they'll say, well, they can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, they can. They do it here all day, every day. And that really seems like it sometimes gives permission to parents to be like, all right, you're getting yourself ready for bed. I know. I told this one parent, uh, (laughs) don't let your kid get out of bed so early in the morning. If you're not ready to get up, they need to stay in their room and rest. Like, if you... Read a book. Yeah. Like, if they get up at 5 a.m., like, no, they're not coming out until 7.30. Bye. And, and someone was like, you can do that? I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you could do it from 1 to 2 o'clock every day if you needed to also. Like, you're allowed to take care of yourself. I don't know what this, like, obsession... I get, like, child-centered. But if you make them feel like the world is going to bow to their every whim, like, you are not preparing them for adulthood. Or even adolescence. No, or even school. If they're younger than school age, you're not preparing them. They're not going to be the only, you know, center of attention Mm -hmm. for every teacher. And it's just not like that. And frankly, they're going to be miserable. I have had students in the past who every time that something comes up, that's not exactly what they want. They're like having a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for them because they haven't learned. Like, and I'm here having to teach them to share and, and that the world doesn't revolve around them and it never will. Those like, parents get really upset because mm-hmm. that's not how they're like teaching at home, mm-hmm. you know, because, but then at the same time, I have so many parents say, oh, we're just so busy or I'm just so worn out and, oh, I forgot to do this. And I, and I tell them like, this is third grade. You didn't forget to do their homework. They know to do their homework. Their homework needs to be put in the folder by them. Their bo- their folder needs to be put in their book bag by them. Oh, I know. They can be making, you know, their lunch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying they need to be cooking dinner for the whole family every night, but I am saying that they can I make a sandwich. A lot less they can do things of like that. You owning something that they should be doing than I do of the thing not getting done. Yeah, and I think like we use at school even, you know, like a chart. I would give a lot of parents on my website I had charts that they could print out like for your evening routine or your morning routine or how to make lunch. If you just give them a picture chart for smaller children or, you know, maybe a word chart, like a a reading chart for older children who can read or, you know, even if they're older and they can't read, maybe a picture chart's appropriate. But give them that chart so they can reference it. And when they come to ask you, after you've taught them, of course, you need to teach them how to use it. But then after you've taught them, when they come ask you, to do this or to how to do this or whatever, then, you know, say, hey, go look at your chart. Go and they eat chart. that up because children they love to naturally, be independent. yes, they want to know how to do things. Well, we could go on forever about that. So, um, Our send-off today is 
sit in silence. We talked about meditating last time. If you don't want to meditate, that's fine. But silence is so peaceful. Drink water, write in your journal, take a tub soak, go for a run or a workout if that's your thing. Ditch sugar for a day or maybe even a week or month. That's not going to feel good, but it's good for you. <laughs> Rest well or whatever it is that makes you feel renewed and ready to like conquer whatever's coming next for you. Mm -hmm. um, for me, which is take a nap. If you need a nap, oh, just do it. Sometimes I get even just 20 minutes on my lunch break and I feel like a new person the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. And thanks for carving out time for us today. And we appreciate being part of your morning drive, afternoon drive, lunch hour, bedtime story, or whenever you can squeeze us in. <laughs> Until, Until next, next time, time be, be authentically, authentically you without, without apology. apology.